Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. morning and welcome to beware spoilers i am adam we are here to discuss she hulk and unrelated it's one of those things where it's like my car does not have a rear windshield wiper and until you don't have it you don't realize how important that is um my old car i think did so when it rains in order to not have my rear windshield uh obscured, um, I have to keep my antifrost on, um, so because, you know, that's always a fun thing to deal with, um, so She-Hulk episode 8, um, I think this is the best episode of the season, um, and I think that it is, motherfucker, can you get farther over and not in the fucking driving, like, you dumb motherfucker. People on bikes should be shot if they don't stay in the bike lane. Asshole. Um, it is the strongest episode of the season, and um, what's it called? I, I think that it has everything to do with the fact that, um, in a very real way, um, this episode has someone who can play off of Tatiana Maslany very well. And that's not to take anything away from Ginger Gonzaga, who has been doing great work. Um, I just don't think that he, uh, what's called this, um, I just don't think that this, that, that like, we, we were really given a chance to have someone who can play off her as well. Um, I think it's funny that the, the tech bro guy who's trying to fuck her, uh, his name is, um, Todd Phillips. I think that that's really... You know, uh, a nice little uh, attack over at uh, you know Joker in a weird way. Um, what else was that? That was pretty funny in this episode. I mean, everything with Daredevil is great. Um, where it's like the the introduction of Matt Mur- Murdock coming into the courtroom. And she's like, "Who's this asshole?" Um, and, and I also like that. It, it, it's weird. When, when Wong was involved, she played like, ooh, Wong's here. Get ready for Wong, guys. We should do the asides. But there is a kind of genuine who is this, like there was that who is this asshole in the aside when he shows up, which is an interesting kind of take on it. Um, when she fights him, and uh, like that is, that's a really great, uh, that's a great fight. I really like the acrobatics that they have Daredevil do. It feels more like the comics. Um, his levity um, works very well. Um, I think within the confines of his show, it doesn't work quite at... Like, here's the thing. People are upset about jokey Daredevil, and, and I will say this. The the Matt Murdock that fucks 
anything that moves is very well represented um, in this. And um, like that that scene at the end, the walk of shame, where he uh, he's in full costume except for the shoes, and he's carrying the boots as he's walking down the street past a woman walking her dog. It's hilarious, and and I, I feel like kind of everything about this show kind this episode kind of worked and and I feel like the like the the thing people are talking about is they feel like Matt Murdock is a little too jokey and he's like if this is what the MCU is going to do with him then I don't want it and it's like no this is here's the thing Matt Murdock in his own show is dealing with a lot of of you know big ideas and I'm wearing the right shoes like I meant um there's a lot of big ideas and, and a lot of um like really dark themes. Like he's a he's a ground level hero. So he's dealing with, you know, drugs. He's dealing with um like human trafficking. He's dealing with, with street level problems. Um She Hulk is is not. Um She Hulk is not dealing with the same weight behind the problems that Matt Murdock is. Um and then on top of that he, um, he, he talks about, you know, he, he mentions it here. He's like, you know, I have the law firm in, in Hell's Kitchen. I, I do mostly pro bono work. Um, and it's like, this is them kind of laying into what he is and reestablishing that for the audience who may not have seen, um, seen it. But within the confines of a crossover where he's dealing with these fucking ridiculous situations, he's able to have fun with it a little bit. Like, um, like, that's the thing, is that it's like, the, the people he's fighting on a regular basis in Hell's Kitchen aren't quippy. And I think we saw that, too, where it's like, when, when, when Kingpin shows up in Hawkeye, and he's beating the fuck out of Kate Bishop, he's not quippy. He's still Kingpin. It's just, we are in a situation where Matt Murdock's charm is allowed to shine through, because he doesn't, in the situation that he has gone to L.A. to get a new suit, and he's picking up a case for the guy who made the suit, and he's going after, um, what's it called, he's going after, uh, Leapfrog, like, it's a situation that can have some levity to it. Um, and I think the thing, too, that I like about the show is that it's really opening up the, the MCU in a way that none of the other shows really have where it's like, this show now feels like it's a Marvel... Like, the MCU always kind of felt like our world, but with a few heroes. Like, there are a few heroes here and there, mostly Avengers or, or Avengers adjacent, and, you know, they're all here and, and, you know, all of that. Like, this feels like it's establishing the, the you know, what's the one thing here, the... Uh, it feels like it's establishing the, the, the street-level heroes and the street-level affairs in a really interesting way. Um, and, uh, I, I, it's, it's a cool thing to do. I, I watched it episode twice. I watched it once when I was at work and then once when I got home. And I'm, I'm interested to see where they go next week. Because, again, I've always had kind of this issue with the Marvel shows where it's like... We, we know what we've gotten up until this point in the first eight episodes. Going into episode nine, how do they wrap everything up in a way that feels cohesive and, and feels final? 
And I always say this going into the finale, where it's like, how does this all tie together in, in a nice, neat, with a nice, neat bow? Um, and I never actually can understand. And, and they always manage to do it. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to hold that judgment um, this time. Miss Marvel was a little shaky, I think, in the end. Um, but that just because I feel like they should have flipped around the, the culminations a little bit. Um, but you needed them. I don't know. There's a lot with Miss Marvel that I liked. But there are a few things that probably could have been changed for narrative flow's sake. Um, it is interesting that, you know, I, 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 I guess really like the way they, they did this episode. And, and look, it, it, like, there are things that I love with Daredevil. Like, the, the subversion of the hallway fight where it's like they set up the hallway. It is such great comedy. Because not only is it just Daredevil comes out and there's a fight and there are all these guys in the hallway... And you're like, oh, yeah, here we go. We know what's coming here. And then She-Hulk stops him. But they set it up multiple times throughout that scene in the lead-up where it's like there's guys in the hallway, guys in the hallway, guys in the hallway. And then you get to the hallway fight. And, and you get a moment to see Daredevil really kick the shit out of, um, like, a bunch of guys and do it in a way that you're like, oh, right on. This is why I love this show for three seasons and his bits in The Defenders. Like, this is why this is my, you know, this is why this is my, my favorite, you know, like, this is why it's my favorite, was my favorite of the Marvel shows. And and then it's like, to, to have it laid up where it's like, all right, and here they are, and he's going to fight all these guys, and then she comes in and does it all in one fell swoop. It's like, all right, that's cool. Like, that, that's funny. I can, I can appreciate that. Um, him, like, when she takes his mask off and then is, like, mad, like, like, her talking, like, are you pretending to be blind? That whole bit's really funny. And then her talking about, um, like, when, when, when it's like, so, so, who are you? And, and, I'm a sucker for musical cues. Um, like, if you, if you play the musical cue in the right place and do it the right way, you, you got me every time. Like, you know, anytime they do the, the X-Men 97 theme, which they've done it twice now, and both times it's worked for me. The the one when they when they go uh, when they introduce Professor X in Multiverse of Madness, even though I wasn't thrilled about the music Professor X in Multiverse of Madness, like that worked. And then in She in not in She in uh, in Miss Marvel when uh, when he's like if you have a mutation then you just get a little like that thing that got me. And then this one had a similar musical cue when he says when he says I'm Daredevil. They started playing the theme from the Netflix show. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this is very much a continuation. And, and, and there's going to be some debate over that. There, there's going to be people who are going to be arguing this is not a continuation of the Netflix show. Uh, the Netflix show isn't canon. Um, because there were people who continued to gripe about that. And are still saying that to this day. And I, 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 I think that they're wrong. Like, I think they're categorically wrong. I think what we're up to. I think that there is nothing about the Netflix shows that are not canon to what's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands right now. Um, and and it, it does kind of melt together. I, I think the more interesting thing will be, do they put Daredevil, um, Deadpool, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Because there's a world in which they just say, oh, Daredevil was always in the MCU. 
like there's there's a world in which that works because he was in like that first fight takes place on what could be a helicarrier like and I remember reading that at the time so it is very easy to just meld that right in and be like okay this is now the MCU proper um but but yeah I'm interested to see where they go with all of this um and and that ending is so great like the ending is such a perfect ending for the entire thing where it's like you know the her you know her achievement being overshadowed by the fact that she's online dating and the like the fact that she has sex is not incorrect um for reality that is exactly what would happen and I, I just it is such a great ending to the episode going into the finale um and I think I don't even know I don't even know where the finale goes from here because that's the thing is that the intelligentsia is probably not going to end up being the big bad um and I think the other issue is because of the one gripe I have of the episode is because Jen breaks the fourth wall so much and because she she she, uh, she has that kind of limited omniscience in that way um in so much as she knows the tropes of the kind of story she's in um I, I feel like that her not being nervous going to the gala was a little weird especially considering she called out the gala and what's it called? She called out that, like, ooh, we're doing the gala this episode. Um, and, and a surprise thing. It's like, what kind of a, a surprise is this going to be? Is it going to be kind of a, a Hulk buddy's red? Or is it going to be, you know, some other kind of twist at the end? And the fact that that happens and we don't see her express any nerves about going to the gala, I think that could have been played for laughs a little bit. Um, granted, the episode was almost over at this point. Um, I do just feel like that was a missed opportunity. Um, and, and I think this is all the data we're going to get because he did go back to, you know, he did go back to New York. Um, we may get a postscript at the end of episode, at the end of the finale that may set up where Daredevil goes from here. We may get a postscript in. Um, like, I, I think that's the, like, the, the, and I think that it's telling for the show and the Marvel Cinematic Universe where it's like, we have this entire show about the agency of a woman. I think the two most likely, uh, post-credit scene explanations are either what happened to Hulk, why is he going to Sakaar, or what's happening with Daredevil and, and what's going to be going on with Echo. Um, because Echo comes out early next year. I think within the next six months we're going to have Echo. So, I think it's telling that we're going to have those two things kind of uh, as the most likely candidates going forward. What are we going to discuss in... in oh, fuck me, the train. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe going forward. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we'll wrap up there for today. Um, She-Hulk is on Disney+. Plus. If you want to check out Disney+. Plus. It is on there. Um, this week we have uh, today um, after work on my way to the movies. 
we are going to discuss, um, what's it called? We are going to discuss, uh, Pennyworth, Secret Origin of Batman, or The Origin of Batman's Butler, episodes 1, 2, and 3, which is on HBO Max, um, on, and then after that, Amsterdam, I wasn't going to do it yesterday, but we were short-handed at work, um, and I was exhausted, so I was like, fuck, I'm Friday. Because um, at least, th- like, Thursday after I'd seen the movie, I got to go, go review, and I go home and eat, and then get up early the next day. I can sleep in tomorrow if I'm tired after. Um, which is better all around. Um, so, yeah, so I think we'll wrap up there for that. I think that, that is enough ground covered. Uh, so tonight, we have both Pennyworth and um, the other one. Pennyworth at Amsterdam tomorrow morning, Werewolf by Night, um, and uh, Sunday uh, we have something special. Uh, so until then, have a great rest of your week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.